G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking must-draft players, going through 12 rounds, talking about the best value in every round for Yahoo, Fantrax, and ESPN. Let's go! talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's going to go. Back out to Allen. History quarter. Bang! Hurry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Um, like we said before, today we are going through what I consider must-draft players. Um, again, a bit of a loose definition of this one, but just going going to go through each round in the draft and highlight the players that I think are going too late, the guys that maybe have a round or more value in them on where they're being drafted. Now, this is being based upon the player's ADP. I am recording this on Monday, the 3rd of October, so it might change between now and then when you are viewing it. But based on currently, we're, we're basically two weeks away from the start of the NBA season. Um, it's coming up really soon, so... Drafts are going to be happening this weekend, next weekend, during the week. Slow drafts are on hot right now, so we've got to get ready for fantasy basketball draft season. So let's get stuck in. Again, we're going to go through all different sites, Yahoo, Fantrax, and ESPN, the three major sites, and obviously the ADP data for both all of those sites are a little bit different. So I've tried to limit it to one player per round. Um, that I think have a lot of value. Some of them, there are just so much value that I've had to include more than one. Um, I'm looking at UESPN, um, but we are going to go through and highlight one player per round. So let's get started. Round one. Now, obviously, in round one, you're not going to be getting heaps and heaps of value, but I just think that these guys are going a little bit later than where I think that they should be going or where I have ranked them. On Yahoo!, I have got James Harden, who's got an ADP of 9, as well as on ESPN, I've also got James Harden there, who has an ADP of 11.3, and on Fantrax, I've got Kevin Durant, who has an ADP of 5.36. So let's start with Harden first. I think that, for me, I'm very happy drafting Harden 5 or 6, that kind of a range. I think that the value in assists, the value in the free throw percentage, are two categories that are extremely hard to find later in drafts. So starting with someone who is elite, the elite of the elite in that category definitely helps you out later in the drafts. Um, even last year in the 12 category rankings, he was the 12th ranked player um, with injuries and stuff like that, getting traded mid-season. I think he's still going to be fine. If you punt the turnovers and you punt the field goal percentage, he's an easy top five guy. Um, yes, the scoring isn't there like we've seen in the past from, from a James Harden, but I think that that's fine. I think he's still going to be giving you 22, 23 points per game. The rebounds are really solid from a guard. The steals will be there. He actually blocks shots well for a point guard eligible player. Um, so I think that for him, you can either punt the turnovers, punt the field goal percentage, or punt the points. 
Um, any one of those three or, or a couple of those three, I think you've got a top three or four player in that build. So for me, James Harden is definitely the first half of the, the first round. So at 9 and 11 on Yahoo and ESPN, I think you've got some really, really good value there. So that's my pick for round one for those sites. And for Fantrax, it's tough. Fantrax's first round is actually very much in line with my thinking. Um, so this is very nitpicky. This one here with Kevin Durant at 5.3. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and so I think that Kevin Durant at 5.36 is someone... I would have him maybe one or two spots higher. I think that he he was obviously the second-ranked player per game last year in nine-category leagues. I think that obviously there's a little bit of risk with Durant, so maybe you take him at three or four at the latest. But as soon as you get past that, I think that you're getting yourself decent value. So I would definitely have Kevin Durant before this. I would take him ahead of a few of the other guys that they've got ranked um, in front of him. But again, pretty nitpicky. I know that he's probably sliding a little bit further because of the age, injury risk. In a a head-to-head league, he doesn't He's got that balanced kind of stat set, so it's not necessarily easy one to punt. So people might just be preferring a Luca or you know a James Harden or something like that, even though I think that he is going to be a better per-game guy than those players. So I think Kevin Durant at 5.36, whilst it's not heaps of value, it's just maybe one or two spots behind where I would be having Durant in that kind of a format. Let's move on to round two, okay? And the more and more we get into these rounds, the more value I see coming. So obviously round one, there's just a little bit of guy, a little bit of value between some of the picks. But round two on Yahoo, Tyrese Halliburton at 16.3 is my uh, must-draft player for round two on that site. 16.3 I think is too low. I think for me there is a consensus or a very clear top 13. I think Tyrese Halliburton is that... 12, 13, 11, 12, 13th guy. So he is one player that I would be very happy to, I'd be fine if anyone wanted to draft him in the first round towards the end. A-OK in my book. At 16.3, I still think there's three or four spots of value there. And um, the assists, the steals, the excellent percentages, the low turnovers for the amount of assists that he's going to give you. I don't know if he's going to get you 20 points. This is the one thing that really dings his value. So you might be going into a bit of a punt point situation. But if you compare him and a LaMelo Ball, or if you can compare him and a James Harden, if if he's going as late as he was, as we spoke about in the, um, in the previous round, I think Tyrese Halliburton is a lock for me. He wouldn't escape pick 13. Um, I think there's a clear top 13 guys. And at 16.3, that means you're taking some guys who are a bit riskier ahead of him. Um, and I just think that there's good value there. On fan tracks, Kyrie Irving at 17.46. Kyrie Irving will be a top 10 player per game this season. You can, you can lock that in. The issue is that he's a risky guy. Um, he has had everything happen under the sun. Um, personal issues, injuries, political um, statements that have meant he's lost games. So he does come with an element of risk. However, I think that right now there is no vaccine mandate across the league. Toronto is lifted there, so he is eligible to play in every single arena in the NBA. So that's that element of risk is gone. I think that he's currently healthy. He has been healthy for the last 12 months. Now, it's not to say that he can't get injured, but every player can get injured. Historically, he has been a bit more on the injury-prone side with a few ankle things, um, maybe some knee things from memory, but he's had a, a good run of health the last 12 months. And I just think that he is someone that 
when you compare to... A, there, there is already a lot of risk in the second round. You're talking about Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. All of these guys are risky. Are you taking... LeBron James um, is, is turning 38 years old and has missed a few games the last several seasons. So... I think of all of those guys, Kyrie Irving to me has the highest upside. He also is maybe one of the younger guys on that list there. And um, and he's not injured at the moment. He hasn't been injured the last 12 months. So I know that there is a bit of risk here, but at 17, if you've drafted someone relatively safe, like a Tatum, like a Steph Curry, like a someone like um, blanking off the... I consider Damian Lillard to be safe, but even a Tyrese Halliburton... Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, those types of players would pair excellent with a Kyrie Irving, and I would go as high as pick 14 with him. As soon as that top 13 that I spoke about with Halliburton is off the table, Kyrie Irving is the next guy that I'm taking because um, he could very well be better than your first round pick. I know I paired him with Jason Tatum in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, and uh, I'm pretty sure Kyrie Irving is going to give me better per game production than Jason Tatum, um, but obviously the risk is there. But at 17, I think you take that swing and then look to maybe go with a few safer picks after that in rounds three and four. And on ESPN, Damian Lillard at 14.2. He is, again, like Tyrese Halliburton in that top 13, guys, for me. I would be happy to take him as early as 10, 11. So you've got uh, a few spots of value there. I'm not really worried about him missing time last year. It was a random injury. I don't think it's going to repeat itself. I attribute 99% of his struggles last year to that injury. Uh, It was kind of obvious that he was struggling. So he looks healthy. He said he's feeling even better than he was beforehand. Um, And I think the moves that the Trailblazers have made this offseason have backed that in. They look like they're trying to make the playoffs or at least make the play-in tournament. So that tells me that they think that Lillard is healthy. And um, yeah, at 14, I think there's still a few spots of value there. And um, if you can get him in the second round, I think that's really, really good value. Round three, couple of guys here. Now, I've got Rudy Gobert for both Yahoo and Fantrax. He's going at pick 27.5, 27.1 on Fantrax. Rudy Gobert, to me, is a second-round player. The blocks this year are going to be extremely hard to find. Big men are thinning out very, very quickly. Big men who are um, not injury-prone and block shots are really hard to find. Guys like Robert Williams, Jaron Jackson Jr. Then you've got other guys like Kristaps Porzingis. Miles Turner has an element of risk to him. All those guys are really risky, and it's hard to find blocks this year. So for me, Rudy Gobert is a second-round player. Sure, the free throws suck. Sure, you're not going to get any threes, but you're probably likely going to punt that category. So if you've got a if you've got a Luka Doncic, if you've got a Giannis, if you even draft um, LeBron James, say in a deeper format. Um, Rudy Gobert can be awesome, awesome value in those builds because he is someone, as soon as you flick that punt free throw percentage, maybe if you punt those threes as well, he can be a top 10, top 5 guy in that build and the blocks are going to be super duper valuable um, and then you can look to maybe snag some points after that. So maybe you go with a Jamarant or a Zion later on. Um, so I think Rudy Gobert is definitely someone I have as a second round player, and in this build, he is in this um, ADP is going in the in the third rounds, which I think is good value. And on ESPN, it's guys I've already talked about. I'm I'm probably going to be just uh, in case you're you're a player of ESPN, I'm going to be shitting on the ESPN platform and their rankings and the ADP because. You can go and get some really good value over on ESPN right now. Tyrese Halliburton at 29.7. Kyrie Irving at 28.4. We've already talked about them. I've got them as top 14 players. You can get them closer to pick 30. 
that is just stupid value. Um, yeah, so if you can get them in your third round, mate, just give yourself a clap right there because that is just awesome value. You can, you're not going to get much better value later on the draft, although ESPN will try to outdo itself later on when we talk about a few other guys. So those are my must-draft players for round three. Round four on Yahoo, my guy here is Kristaps Porzingis. 48.1 is his ADP, so we're going at the end of round four, so really close to pick 50, so sometimes you can get him in the 50s. Kristaps Porzingis, again, he's similar to like a Kyrie Irving. There is a bit of risk, but on a per-game basis, he should be a top 20 guy. Um, he looks good in Washington. Now, that was without Bradley Beal, but I don't. he's played with someone like Luka Doncic before and still put up top 20 numbers. Again, we go back to the blocks, the blocks are super hard to find. It's even harder to find blocks and good points and good free throw percentage. In fact, he might be one of the only guys that does that. So if you put him in a punt field goal percentage build or a punt assist build, he is just he's basically a first round guy in those in those punt strategies. Yes, there is injury risk, so I'm not taking him that high, but as soon as he gets to round three, I'm pretty happy to have a look at him. Maybe maybe round four, but this is this is like round five, end of round four. As soon as it gets to sort of mid-round three, early round four, I'm happy to take a flyer on Chris Alpspozingas, assuming that I haven't drafted someone really risky before. So if you do take a Kyrie, if you do take a Kawhi or something like that, maybe you maybe this is a, a decent spot to get Chris Stapps. But if you've drafted pretty risk-free up until this point, Chris Stapps could be your lottery ticket to um, having really, really good value in your draft. And on Fantrax, again, it's another guy. I can't believe that this is actually his ADP. Kawhi Leonard has an ADP of 47.23 on Fantrax. That just seems wild to me. He is a top 10 guy. Like, what are we doing here? Like, 47, end of the fourth round? You're kidding me. I think that he is back end of the second round, absolutely. If I draft Jokic, I'm laughing if Kawhi Leonard comes back to me at pick 24. Um, so lots and lots of value. Yes, he's going to miss 15 games this season, but you uh, hopefully know that when those games are going to be. Um, yes, he's injury prone, so he does have a ceiling on him. So I, even though he's a top 10 guy, I wouldn't be taking him. I'd rather a Kyrie. I'd rather an Anthony Davis ahead of him because there's the optimism that they might be able to get to 70 games. But Kawhi, that's just not going to happen. Um, but in saying that, I still think that especially... Um, when you have a safer guy like a Jokic, you snap up Kawhi Leonard in the second or early third round because yeah, you're just not going to get that per-game production with anyone else. And at 47, yeah, absolute steal. And on ESPN, I've got another double. <laughs> they, they're providing the goods. Cade Cunningham at 37.8 and Fred Van Vliet at 43.5. Cade, to me, I'm fine with taking him at the end of the second round. There's been a lot of injured injuries to guys in front of him that have moved him up to that level for me. Guys like Shea, guys like Robert Williams, who were ahead of him on my rankings, now are injured. So Kate has just snuck in there at the end of the second round. Early third, I'd be fine to take him. So you're getting you know, 10 to 15 spots value here at 38. Um, and then Fred Van Vliet. Why is Fred Van Vliet at 43.5? Like He's a top 20 guy, even if you're not punting field goal percentage. If you're punting field goal percentage, then he's top 15, top 12 
Um, so that's just awesome, awesome value. Yes, I know his knees are a bit of a concern. The minutes are a bit of a concern. Um, so maybe you deduct him down a little bit like that. I understand that. But still, there's at least sort of 15 to 20 spots of value here for Fred Van Vliet. And uh, especially if you're punting field goal percentage, that's an absolute steal. So uh, Freddie Van Vliet, yeah, I think that's really, really good value on ESPN. Round number five on Yahoo. Um, oh, actually, on Yahoo and on Fantrax, I've got Terry Rozier. 52.6 is his ADP on Yahoo. 50.16 is his ADP on Fantrax. I think he's a top 45, top 40 guy. Um, if you're punting blocks, which I think is a really good strategy this year, Terry Rozier definitely skyrockets up in value. He's really efficient. He's going to give you good threes and decent points. He's not going to turn the ball over much, so he's got a good assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, so to me, Terry Rozier is criminally and perennially underrated and slept on. He's a great fantasy player. Um, so I think that this is, even though that, there's been an adjustment. I think maybe, well, Yahoo, I know, adjusted his ranking to in the 30s. I think that that is about where uh, the ceiling of where I would want to draft him. But if you can still get him in the 50s and people are passing over him, I think that's really, really good value. Uh, and just, just he's, not a, he's not an exciting name, but he's a really, really good, solid name for us to be drafting, especially if you went some of those riskier guys early. Terry Rozier is going to be someone that's going to give you good value at this point. And on ESPN, a couple of big guys. Again, I don't really know why they're falling, but DeAndre Ayton at 55 and Jarrett Allen at 59. What are we doing here, guys? These guys are top 40 players. Um, yeah, okay, they're not super sexy picks. The assists aren't going to be there. The points aren't going to be there, especially in Jar- Jarrett Allen's case. But the field goal percentage, the rebounds, the blocks in Jarrett Allen's case, um, like these are not going to be things that you're going to find at that volume later on the draft. Centers are tough this year. There's a lot of unreliable, injury-prone centers out there. So when you can get two guys who are really solid in that position... It's, um, it's something that I think you should do. So I think there's at least 10 to 15 spots of value here with these guys. Um, yeah, and I just think that for the fact that they're in the 50s, I just think, again, ESPN, I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but again, lots and lots of good value over there for those two players. Um, round six, here's a guy that I think is always criminally underrated. Again, Jakob Pertl on Yahoo has a ADP of 72.1. Yes, the free throws suck. Um, so he's ideal in a punt free throw percentage. But in that build, he's like a top 35 guy. The blocks are awesome. The rebounds are awesome. The field goal percentage is awesome. He actually gets decent um, assists for a center as well. He should give you over two and a half assists. I think he's going to be getting a lot of minutes early on in San Antonio. There is a risk he is traded, but even if he is traded, I don't see a team coming along and trading for Jakob Pertl and then just sitting him on the bench or playing him 22 minutes a night. He's a, he's a great NBA defender. He's someone who can earn a starting roster spot pretty much on any team that doesn't have a star center on their team. Um, so I think that Jakob Pertl's role should be fairly safe. There's a slight element of risk there, but I just think that the blocks, the field goal percentage and rebounds are going to be very hard to find later in the draft. And I'm going to harp on about these blocks a fair bit because, um, yeah, they're, they're just really hard to find this year. And Jakob Pertl is definitely someone who can be elite in that category. And, uh, yeah, at 72, uh, at the end of the sixth round, I think you've got at least 50, sorry, you've got at least 20 spots of value there. Um, so I'd be having close to sort of the, the, the low 50s in my rankings. 
Fantrax has got OG Ananobi at 63.05. I think this is just one that it's kind of like a post-hype sleeper. We were all very excited about OG, myself included. I was very excited about him last year. He didn't live up to the expectations that we had, but he didn't disappoint necessarily. Like, I think he was still, if I just grab my um, season rankings right here, I'll just double-check where he was to finish last season. So he was the 52nd-ranked player. So by no means was he a disaster. So I think he's still young. He's still only... Um, 25 years old. He had a lot of injuries that affected his season last year. So there's there's scope for him to improve that. I think he has a chance to be a top 50 guy. I think 52 was almost a pretty safe bet for him to reach again. Maybe he's not going to be a top 40 guy, but I don't think by any means you should be letting him fall to the 60s. So at 63, I think that's really good value and a guy that I think we're just getting a bit bored of because um, Scotty Barnes is the new toy in, in the... In the, in the cupboard that we've got to play with. I think OG is still a really good player. Steals, threes, assists, solid percentages, low turnovers. The points are solid as well. He's just a good across the board, and um, especially someone who's forward eligible with those steals can be difficult to find. Um, so I really do like OG at that point. I'm, I'm less excited than I was last year just because um, Scotty Barnes is a lot better especially offensively, than I anticipated. Um, so it's kind of taken a little bit of the the ceiling away from OG, but he's still a really, really good player. The minutes are still going to be really high. Um, so at 63, that's good value. And then just like I mentioned before, um, Terry Rozier was a, uh, a, a sleeper on both the other sites, and he appears even further back on ESPN at 61. Again, you've got about 20 spots of value there. Terry Rozier, again... Just like what I said earlier, but ESPN just you know wants to be wants to be even more slept on Terry Rozier than all the other sites. So I think obviously he's really good value in round six, round seven. The must draft players in round seven: Jamal Murray, ADP of eighty one point two. He is before his injury, he was a top forty player. He missed, I think he's been out for about 18, 17, 18 months now with an ACL injury. He might be rusty to start the season, but ACLs are the most research injury in sports. It's Modern medicine is all over this injury right now. There is no reason to think that Jamal Murray won't return to what he was prior to the injury by the end of the season. Yes, he might be a bit rusty at the start of the year, but I see him as a guy that by come your fantasy playoffs, he can be a top 50 player if not a top 40 player. Um, so I'd be very happy to draft him in the 50s, maybe as late as 60, but he is really, really good value at 81. I don't expect him to be limited too much. They might hold him out a few back-to-backs to start the season, but I don't think it's going to be a year-round thing. Um, so I really, really like Jamal Murray at 81. Kevin Porter Jr. on fan tracks, I think is good value, especially if you're punting free throws. It's just really hard to find those starting point guards. He's going to give you six to seven assists. The rebounds are decent from the point guard position. He's going to give you great threes, over three per game. The steals will be nice. The points, I think, should crack 20 points per game this season. He made massive strides at the end of last season. A lot of people turn their heads towards Jalen Green, but Kevin Porter Jr. was if was just as good, if not better, than um, Jalen Green to finish the season off. And I think that he's going to pick right back up where he left off. He's only 21, I want to say. Let me just double-check and fact-check that for me real quick. 22, sorry. He's 22 years old, or turning 22 this season. So super-duper young still on a Rockets team that's going to get better. I think that Kevin Porter Jr. at 76, especially in a punt free-throw build, there's 
10 to 15 spots of value there. So I do like me some KPJ at that spot. And ESPN, what are you doing with Miles Turner at 73.8? Um, that's actually not even the worst one for Miles Turner. He's going to appear in another list before uh, later on. But Miles Turner, talking about blocks, this guy's going to lead the league in blocks, or at least he has in the last couple of seasons. He's healthy. Yes, there's a risk that he's traded, but if he's getting traded similar to Yucca Pirtle, I think he's still going to be a starter on wherever he goes. Um, 73.8. This guy's a top 30 player per game. The blocks, yes, are scary because if you drop half a block per game, he can drop in rankings. But in saying that, I'd be very happy drafting Miles Turner inside the top 50. So at 73.8, I think that's awesome value. Again, a very difficult category to find this year in drafts. And when you have one of the best players to do it, and he hits free throws at a good percentage, the points are half decent as well. He's not turning the ball over. Um, He can hit some threes. I think that Miles Turner is awesome, awesome, awesome value at this spot. So, uh, yeah, Miles Turner. uh, We'll probably hear his name a little bit later in the show as well. Round eight, Yahoo. This is one of my favorite guys this year, Devin Vassell at 90.3. Devin Vassell is going to have a big year this year. I drafted him at like 57 in a Dynasty 30-team league. Now, that wasn't a Dynasty league, but I think that that's about where he can produce in a redraft league. So at pick 90, you've got 30 to 40 spots of value, in my opinion. If you're punting field goal percentage, it's even higher. I think he's going to get some awesome threes. The free throw percentage is nice. The points should be getting close to 20 points per game. There's not a lot of offense on this uh, Spurs team left. It's going to be him and Keldon Johnson who are going to be putting up a lot of usage getting a lot of shots in that offense. Um, the steals are awesome. He's going to get a little bit more opportunity to produce some more assists, so he might get two and a half, three assists per game. Uh, I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. He's going to get maybe half a block per game. So I really, really like Devin Vassell. At pick 90, there's so much value there. Um, so yeah, definitely one of my favorite sleepers and undervalued guys this season. Um, the next guy here on Fantrax, I've got PJ Washington at 92.65. He's just a guy that I think just... Flies under the radar. He's a bit boring. He's only 24, and last year he was playing strictly as a power forward behind Miles Bridges, but towards the end of the season, he started to get more and more minutes. I think, obviously, Miles Bridges is not going to be playing this season, um, at least from what I can understand so far. The coach is yet to push the young guys out there behind at center position. So he might still get some good minutes at center. But he is a good guy, especially in like a punt, field goal percentage uh, type build to fill your center spot to give you some threes, some assists, some steals from the center position. I think he's just a really, really solid guy. He might not score a bunch of points, but that's fine. It's only one of the categories. And I think he might still have an opportunity to actually get a lot better in that category because, he, again, like I said, he's only 24 years old um, on a team where there's not a whole lot else going on between outside of him, Lamelo, you've got Gordon Hayward who's often injured, like Terry Rozier, like we mentioned before. Um, so between him, Rozier, and Lamelo, I think that's a lot where the fantasy value is going to be. And I think at 92, sort of at back end of the eighth round, I think you've got some really, really good value. And then uh, ESPN's just trying to outdo everyone again. OG Ananobi at 92.3. You got a guy who could be top 50, and you're getting him 40 spots later. Um, yeah, just awesome, awesome value. I don't know what we're doing here. Like, do we think that Scotty Barnes is just taking every single shot in this team? Um, 
they must because at 92, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So, again, must draft player. If you can get him outside your 60s, outside your 70s, but at 92, geez, that's just, you've almost wrapped up your drafts at that point. Um, at round nine on Yahoo, I've got Lowry Marketin, who is at the end of round nine, 108.1. On Utah, I expect him to be the starter. He probably will start at power forward. I think he's going to be providing um, great points, great threes. There's not a lot of offense on this Utah team. He's going to be one of their main guys. The free throw percentage will be awesome. The rebound should be solid, um, low turnovers. The defensive stats won't be there. They never have been, but that's fine. If you're punting one of those categories, then that helps. Um, he was like a top 70 guy last year in a power forward, sorry, in a small forward position, I think averaging like 28 minutes a night. So I think he's definitely going to be better than that. Um, maybe that top 70 ranking is a bit uh, inflated because of the low turnovers. So I don't quite view him like that. So, But maybe he's probably going to be a top 70 guy this year. Um, so at 108, I think you've got lots and lots of value there. And uh, especially if you can get a good guy that shoots threes and a great free throw percentage from your power forward in a punt field goal percentage, punt block teams, he's, um, he's a really, really good pairing. Now, this is where I mentioned before that I don't know... Fantrax has had some bugs and things in their ADP data. It seems to be all fixed, except for this one player. Miles Turner is has an ADP of 101.6 on Fantrax. Now, that has to be some kind of error, because that just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, they don't have any... Um, they used to have, like, JT Thor at 40, or um, who was the other one, but... Oh, there was someone else up there that was. It didn't make any sense. Um, but Miles Turner, 101, just seems absolutely ridiculous to me. And that's ADP. That's not even their ranking. So people are not drafting him until pick 100. Doesn't make any sense to me. Top 50 player easily. So this is by far the most value of anyone that we've said on the on the list so far. And it's on fan tracks, which I think usually people are most switched on when they're drafting over there. So I had to think that's some kind of an error. But if for whatever reason you are listing your guys by ADP, Miles Turner is at 101. So you're going to have to scroll down to look for him. But if you could get him anywhere close to this, wow, like what a steal in your draft. Because he is, again, we talk about blocks. Everything I said before applies. Really, really valuable. Yes, 101. Sign it. Let's go. Let's let's sign me up. Uh, and ESPN, to mention another guy again that I've already mentioned, Dem Vassell at 104. So 14 spots behind what Yahoo had him at 90. Yeah, just even more value. Could be a top 50 guy in a punt free field goal percentage, especially. Um, yeah, just think that that's really good, good value. Round 10. Now, this guy, Yahoo, I've talked about him before. He is the biggest... Sleeper in fantasy basketball right now, in my opinion. Jabari Smith Jr. I'm recording this before the um, Houston Rockets preseason game. I think it's actually just started now. Um, So maybe opinions will change after this game. I don't know. I don't know the result or how well he played. But Jabari Smith Jr., I think, is someone who can really, really do well in fantasy basketball. He's going to be great across the defensive stats, probably a steal and a block per game. He's going to give you probably two plus threes per game. I think the points can be up at 14, 15 per night. Um, Rebounds should be pretty solid. There's not much competition for rebounds on this team. Uh, Free throw percentage should be solid. He won't give you assists. The field goal percentage will be poor. So if you're punting that category, he's even more valuable. But 117, I think he has a chance of being the best rookie in fantasy this year. Um, So I think that he is a really, really good steal. Um, So I've got him for Yahoo and for ESPN, who's also at 117. And then on Fantrax, I've got 
Cam Johnson here at 118.6. We've heard the Crowder news. Crowder wants out in Phoenix, so they're going to be trading someone in or basically just not letting him come back to training camp. So Cam Johnson will move in as the starter. He should get minutes in the 30s this year, so a big boost in that department. So you're just going to get more threes, more rebounds, better percentages that have more impact. He's not super exciting, but I think that it's just a really safe, solid guy to be taking in the in the 90s um, is sort of where I'd have him. I wouldn't go much higher than that because, again, I don't think the upside is super high, but really solid, really safe guy that you can select. And at 118, you've got some good upside there for sure. Uh, last couple of rounds we'll do here, guys. Round 11, Nicholas Claxton at 127. Um, I've got him as a top 100 guy. I think there's awesome value here. The blocks, like we've mentioned, hard to find. He's going to be their starting center. I know there's a few people out there that are worried about the spacing, and and I'm, I'm starting to become a little bit more concerned about the, the Nets playing small ball and playing Ben Simmons or Kevin Durant at the five more than maybe I initially thought, but I still think he's going to get minutes in the mid to high 20s, and that's enough time for him to put up good rebounds, good blocks, good field goal percentage, get some points. Um, and I think that at 127, if it doesn't work out, who cares? You drop him and you have a chance at someone who could realistically get top 75 value. So if it, if it really all clicks and he starts you know, putting up minutes closer to 30 per game. So Nicholas Claxton is your must-draft player in round 11 on Yahoo. For Fantrax, it's a guy that I've always been a fan of. The fantasy value hasn't come just yet, but at 132, if it doesn't come this year again, who cares? He is someone who's going to be pushing more in minutes. The trade for Gobert uh, means that they cleared out a lot of their depth. He's going to be their starting power. Uh, sorry, starting small forward. So I think he's going to have more opportunity for more steals this year. He should get more points and threes this season as well. Um, so I think that Jaden McDaniels, whilst he doesn't have the highest upside, I still think that he's a good bet to be a top 110 kind of a player this season. Um, and I just think that he's going to be really, really safe in those defensive stats as well as solid percentages, solid threes, um, without really hurting you anywhere else as well. Um, and on ESPN, PJ Washington, again, I mentioned before as a, as a sleeper, I think it was in the 90s, at 128, it's an absolute slam dunk. So, yeah, awesome value there. And then I've also thrown in Jalen Smith who at 131 is just absolutely being slept on over there on ESPN because he's their starting power forward. They don't really have anyone else outside of... Um, oh, so, I can't remember. They're, they're really, it's, it's him at power forward. He might also play some center. He's going to get... He's a great rebounder. The blocks are going to be decent. The free throw and field goal percentages are nice. The points are okay. He's going to hit you over a three per game. So 131, you've got like 50, 60 spots of value there, uh, in my opinion. So that is that is one of the better ones in terms of value in this rankings list. And then to finish it off, round 12 on Yahoo, I've got Jalen Suggs at 137.9 on Yahoo. I think he is someone who I'm very comfortable drafting. As soon as it gets over 110, those late round point guards, I I'm, I'm think he's going to have a big year or a big improvement this year from his rookie season. His field goal percentage sucked last year. I'm not expecting it to be like 50% this season, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as what it was last year. I think he'll get over 40%. 41% would be about my projection. Um, 
with Paolo there, I think he's going to get a lot of the attention. So it, it, I think this helps Suggs' efficiency. He's going to get you good steals. The assists are going to be decent. I think the points and all those natural progressions are going to be there. I think the minutes are going to be up as well. Fultz is out to start training camp. You've already got uh, an injury to someone like Gary Harris. So I think the minutes will be secure. They were already talking about him well in training camp. So I really like Jalen Suggs as a uh, late Guard picking at 137. That's that's really, really good value in my opinion. Fantrax has Robert Williams at 133.36. Um, I know he's injured. I know he's probably going to miss a couple months of the season, but this guy's got top 20, top 25 upside. If you're punting points, he's top five. Um, so at 133, as soon as you get close to you know, round nine, round 10, I'm fine with taking Robert Williams if you're looking for those blocks because he is going to be one of the best players in the league at it. Um, the the way that they're reporting it and the way that they've communicated it does scare me off a little bit. So I'm waiting more to like the 80s or 90s to select him. But at 133, you just sit him on your bench. You just sit him in IR and who cares because you, you're not really going to get anyone anywhere close to the upside that he provides um, at this point. So on fan tracks, I think we're discounting him way too much at 133. Um, so yeah, I'm totally fine getting him at, at that spot. In fact, I'd be jumping for joy if I can get it that late. So Robert Williams at 133, sign me up. And then the last guy we'll talk about today, I've spoken about him a lot earlier in the preseason, but Isaiah Jackson at 137.9. We've said before, he's got top 50 upside. If Miles Turner is traded, they don't bring a center in. He is going to be someone that absolutely blows up. Even in like 18 to 20 minutes a night, he could beat this ranking. So I think you're, you're, I'm very happy to take him close to 110, 120 in drafts and just cross my fingers that the Miles Turner is traded sooner rather than later. But even in that small reserve role, I still think he's going to give you enough blocks, enough good field goal percentage and rebounds to justify that spot and to just... At least hold on your bench for the time being and see what happens. Um, but yeah, 137, 138, essentially, he is someone that, yeah, if it doesn't work out and he really shits the bed and you can't hold him, then you just drop him. So I think there's really, really good upside at round 12 to get Isaiah Jackson. That will to do, do it for today, guys. Let us know what you think down below. Hit us up in the comments. Who are you absolutely making sure that you draft on your fantasy teams this season? Fantasy drafts are coming out. So if you need help with your fantasy drafts, head over to ballboysmba.com and sign up for our season draft guide today. All of my rankings, all of my articles, uh, all our podcasts, exclusive question and answer podcasts are going to be over there. Sign up for just 10 bucks, and you will have that for the entire season. We'll be continued to do a lot of content into the season after drafts happen this year. Uh, follow me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA, and I will catch you guys next time. Laters.